This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So, first and foremost, I know the last couple of weeks I've been, you know, posting these podcasts a little later than I anticipate. Moving forward, I hope to get back on that continuous schedule of that Tuesday morning. Um, but let's start off with the show. This is an all-NBA podcast. Might sprinkle in a little NFL, but I'm just going to pretty much be sticking to the NBA, the association. Now. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. They're coming in with bad intentions. They're trying to wreck shop. LeBron James is back. Anthony Davis has been playing out of his mind. Been playing the best he's played since the bubble. Since the bubble in 2020. And then you're adding D'Angelo Russell, Hushirara, Hushima, Who's your mama? That dude been good too, coming from the Washington Wizards. You got Darvin Ham being that calm voice, being able to bring that group together and stay afloat. And now they have a shot. And not only making, you know, havoc in the playoffs, but possibly, possibly getting deep into the playoffs and maybe, just maybe, getting out of the west now do i think they're gonna get out the west no i don't think they're gonna get out the west i just i'm gonna just put that out there i don't think they got out the west and i was the one that said weeks ago when lebron james went out i was like this season's over but they stayed the course they have the opportunity now that they can be either in the play-in or up as as high as the sixth seed we'll see how that shakes out they play the Suns tonight. Do I think they're going to beat the Suns? You're damn right I do think they're going to beat the Suns because the Suns, they ain't playing nobody. They ain't playing D-Book. ain't playing DeAndre Ayton. ain't playing Kevin Durant. ain't playing Chris Paul. So, the Lakers win tonight, and we'll see how it shakes out with the Golden State Warriors. The Clippers pretty much took themselves out of it. So, everyone wants that sixth seed, and everybody know why they want that sixth seed because they get to play the Kings. Because the Kings have been a great story. The Kings right now have been the best story in the NBA, and in my opinion, ain't even close. Mike Brown is the coach of the year. He should be unanimous. I don't know when's the last time a, a coach been unanimous, but he should be it this season. I'm sorry to the Denver Nuggets. I'm sorry to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm sorry to the New York Knicks fans, but Mike Brown should be the coach of the year. And they should potentially have two All-NBA performers in De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. But everybody wants that six seed because they think they can beat the, the Kings. And I think high offense is great in the regular season, but in the postseason, it doesn't really necessarily work out. The Kings are the number one offense in all of the NBA. And 
they're going to be playing a veteran team. More, more than likely, it's going to be the Golden State Warriors or the Los Angeles Lakers. The Clippers have the five spot, um, and I think they're going to help hold on to that fifth seed. Um, but right now is the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors would be the team, you know, the team to win. Just like the seventh seed. If the Lakers stayed in the seventh seed, I'm I'm telling you, they beating the Grizzlies. They beating the Grizzlies. I don't care if it's Ja, Ma, or Pa. They're going to be doing the gritty after six games. And obviously, the Pelicans are going to get beat down by the Nuggets. But we'll we'll talk about that as we get into the official playoffs, which will start next week. But right now, the Lakers are the seventh seed. They can get up to the sixth seed, potentially the fifth seed, but the tiebreaker holds to the Clippers because they did a demolition job on the Lakers because the Lakers try to, you know, go back-to-back games, and that second on that back-to-back was the Clippers, and the Clippers beat them down yet again for the 11th straight time. At the end of the day, I believe how it will shake out is the fifth seed will go to the Clippers, the sixth seed will go to the Warriors, and the seventh seed will go to the Lakers because the sixth seed is the seed that everybody wants. And the Lakers, while they will win tonight, I think Golden State will also win and make sure that they stay in that sixth seed. And ultimately, um, whoever gets that sixth seed gets to play the Clippers. I mean, the gets to play the Kings. Now, we talked about the Western Conference. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference. We already know the Bucks are the best team in all of basketball based on record. They're about to hit 60 wins yet again. Giannis Antetokounmpo has been playing out of his freaking mind that nobody wants to talk about because we have been fatigued of Giannis Antetokounmpo, the same we've done with LeBron James. The fact that nobody is even considering Giannis as an MVP candidate is just asinine. He will end up having second, um, the second amount of votes. I think the Joker is out of it. Um, I think Joel Embiid will get it. But Giannis has a compelling case. He has a very, very compelling case on his mantle because he already has two. And I think the, you know, the voters have fatigue in the sense of Giannis, you know, playing well every single season. The man is averaging, let's just be clear, the man is averaging 31 points on 32 minutes. That's insane. He's giving you 12 rebounds, more than Joel Embiid. He's giving you six assists, more than Joel Embiid. He's also giving you 55% from the field. This is just absurdly great by Giannis. Um, Joel will get it, and I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it, but Giannis has been great. And I'll talk about Joel Embiid a little later. But the Eastern Conference, we got the Bucks doing well. We got the Sixers being the two seed. The 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 Celtics, we got the Bucks doing well being the number one seed. We got the six uh the Sixers being the third seed, the Celtics sandwiched in right there as the two seed. The Cavs, Knicks followed by that up fourth and fifth, respectfully. And I'm here to tell y'all right now, don't let the Heat get the sixth seed. Don't let the Heat get the sixth seed. 
Jimmy Butler. Jimmy freaking Butler. With Bam Bam Roddy Shotgun. Will propel us through the first round. I'm just letting y'all know that right now. If Jimmy Butler and the Heat can get to the sixth seed, which is a tall ass, because all we have to do is win out and the Nets have to lose out for the Heat to get the sixth seed, the Heat will wreck shop in these playoffs. I'm just letting y'all know this right now. They're going to take a pound of flesh. Remember, they were one shot away from going to the NBA Finals the second time in three years. And even if they don't get the sixth spot, Boston Celtics are on high, high upset alert. Now, I think the Sixers play the Nets tonight, and I think the Sixers will concede um, that game, which will make the Nets officially clinch the sixth seed, and the Heat will obviously be in the plan. I don't care if it's the play-in, play-out, or playoffs. They're going to beat the brakes off the, the Bulls or the, the Hawks or the Raptors. It don't matter who they are. They're beating the brakes off of all of them. With that being said, if the Heat end up being the seventh seed, they got to go against Boston. Boston on high alert for an upset. I'm just letting y'all know this right now. Jimmy freaking Butler. You better take that man out. Y'all better take that man out in five because if it gets to six or maybe seven, whoo, it's going to be a long series. And you might not have enough to go against the Sixers. Nobody wants to see the Miami Heat. I don't care. I'll let y'all know this right now. The Miami Heat in a seven-game series will beat the Knicks, would beat the Cavaliers. And I, and I would take them against the Sixers. The Sixers are allergic to prosperity. The Sixers don't know what it means to win and win at a high level. Doc Rivers, since the big three, is allergic to winning, especially being up in the series, up against the Atlanta Hawks. That was trash. Up against the Denver Nuggets with the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. That ended tragically. And then he was up against the Houston Rockets with CP3 and Blake Griffin. And that ended sadly. The doc doesn't know how to deliver. It's a wrap. If the Heat get the sixes, oh, ooh, the fat lady is going to sing because I would have the Sixers losing that series. The Sixers, y'all know what y'all need to do. Just, just bench everybody and... Let the let the Nets win, so then y'all could go ahead and, and play them in the first round. To hear what they be talking about, best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about, best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out, walking out. Now that the story has died down, let's talk about LSU's women basketball, led by. The most outstanding player, Angel, Angel Reese, and what they did against Iowa in the championship game. They were just sensational. They beat them down. They beat them like they stole something. The game was physical, even though the refs were trying to insert themselves in the game. 
But LSU dominated. They flat out dominated um, from opening tap. And let's talk about Miss Carson, will we? Can we please talk about Miss Carson? Because she was sensational, especially in the first half. Couldn't miss. She gave you 22 points, was 7-8 from the field, 5-6 and six from the, from the three-point range, especially at the buzzer in the first half. Only missed one free throw. She came in like gangbusters. Um, Angel Reese was, you know, she wasn't her dominant self from the field goal, giving you a 5 of 12, but she was dominant, giving you 15, 10, 5 assists, gave you a block, had three steals. She was sensational. Miss Williams was sensational, giving you 20, 20 and 5, over 50% from the field. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is her doing the yayo, you can't see me, so seductive. Now And then John Cena took that and did the you can't see me, and now everybody think that's from John Cena. No, it's from yayo. And John Cena acknowledged it, so please acknowledge it. Thank you. But Angel Reese did that to Caitlin Clark Because Caitlin Clark did that the game before, and people were talking about how, oh, she is great, she is feisty, she's hard-nosed, but Angel Reese did that, and she's being called an effing idiot. The double standards have to stop, people. And you saw all those people that were saying that Angel Reese was an idiot. The same people that are hoping the president they wanted doesn't end up in jail. So, or prison or whatever word you want to use. You know, I ain't with the law terms and all of that. I got my bro Abdul for that. But, be that as it may, the double standards have to stop. People can be competitive. People can, you know, um be can talk trash on on the court she didn't curse at her she didn't she didn't raise her fist she just did the same gesture that caitlin clark did the week before or the game before i should say and the way people are talking about her grown people on twitter using their twitter fingers all twitter is is a hate app all people do is hate on that app. They hate on everything. You talk about apples, they they hate the fact that you like apples and not grapes or pears. And if you talk about grapes, why not? Why you don't like the why you don't like the, the green grapes? Why you like the red grapes? Or you don't like the cotton candy grapes? People be hating so much on social media, specifically for Twitter. That it just blows my mind. But anyway. LSU did great, and I just got to get in this little tidbit. Joe Biden, what are you doing? What are you doing saying that Iowa and LSU should both come to the White House? For what? LSU is the champ. The champ is here. I know Joe Biden didn't tell you to say that. 
I know nobody in the White House told you to say that. I know all everybody at LSU and beyond want to know if LSU had lost, would you have said the same thing? So, you try to come up into LSU's locker room before the game, and the team said no. So, you went to Iowa's, and let's be real, LSU saw y'all brackets and didn't see LSU making it, so they were like, nah, y'all can sit there and watch the game and watch us win. And that got you a little, you know, irritated, I guess. So... Was that the reason why you made a statement like that? First lady? You're going to end up being the last lady out here messing up, you know, things. LSU won. They should go to the White House by themselves. Caitlin Clark also said that because her team didn't win. And she's been a class act, by the way, quick aside. Clayton Clark been a class act in all of this. She went on ESPN and different talk shows and whatnot and has been saying the same thing. Hey, I talk trash. Angel talk trash. It's, it's competition. She ain't do nothing wrong. I ain't taking anything by it. And nobody else should too. So we should end it at there. With that being said, Joe Biden, LSU is going to be up in that crib. Make sure the food good. Make sure y'all take some pictures and make sure you apologize to them ladies. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to some NBA. Now I talked about the Eastern Conference. I talked about the Western Conference. Let's talk about the MVP. Now I talked a little bit about how Giannis, I believe, should be, you know, considered more strongly for the MVP. But the MVP is going to go to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is averaging 33 points, uh, leading scorer of all in the NBA, giving you 10 rebounds, giving you four assists, giving you 55 from the field. Um, he also gives you about two blocks and a steal a game. Um, he's just been sensational. Um if you look at his supporting cast, he does have a good supporting cast. And James Harden, who should have been an all-star um, and possibly will be on an all-NBA team, Tariq Maxey, um, being a, a, you know, a six-man candidate. But Joel Embiid has done something in his career that he has not done um, throughout his career, which is play. He's played damn near every single game upwards of 70 um if you look at his last two seasons this season and last season that accounts for 34 percent of the total games that he's played in his entire career mind you he about to hit 30. so joel Embiid is gonna get it but Giannis has a great case for winning mvp because Giannis, the greek freak antetokounmpo giving you 31 on uh which is fifth in the league third in rebounding and all at nba with 11.8 giving your six assists giving your 55.3 from the field uh field goal percentage also gives you a steal and a block a game now this man has been fatigued in terms of 
how we view him and that 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 40 point loss against the Boston Celtics doesn't help but nobody cares because that game really doesn't matter like I told y'all last week but I think we take for granted what Giannis Antetokounmpo has done now I had him as my MVP candidate last uh this upcoming season so I may be biased but Joel Embiid is giving you 34 points, giving you 33, uh, giving you 34 minutes, and giving you 34 points. But Giannis has been doing this for a long time, and he's giving you less minutes, 32, and giving you 31 points. I just think Giannis has a compelling case. Um, I think what he's done this season has just been sensational, and it should be closer. I think the the media is trying to push for Joel Embiid to get it because he didn't get it last year. Um, and I think this is just a groundswell of him getting it and there's no really second place. Um, I think this reminds me uh, a little bit of when Kobe won his, his only MVP and he won it against Chris Paul. I thought Chris Paul should have won it, clearly should have won it, was sensational. His second best player was um, David West, and Kobe had Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, Pal Gasol. Kobe was still sensational, and he should have won it the year before with Dirk Nowitzki, but don't get me started. But I felt like what Chris Paul was doing for his team was more valuable. And... A person that should be getting MVP consideration, but he probably won't because where his team is seated is Shea Gilgis Alexander. SGA has been phenomenal. He has been flat out phenomenal for the Thunder. The fact that they're even in the play-in is just absurdly great giving your 31 uh points giving your five rebounds five assists the man has just been on a tear and i think he'll be an all nba honors he's probably going to be the second team um but the true value of mvp is it based off of what you're doing for your team compared to what your team looks like without you in the case of Giannis he doesn't have Chris Middleton Drew Holiday has been playing phenomenal and he should be one of these six guards in all at NBA on the all NBA team because his defense is sensational he locks up more people than the penitentiary that man has been phenomenal lock up and they won't let him out like Akon but Shea should get MVP votes. Giannis should get more MVP votes than he will, but Joel Embiid will get it. And it will be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs because don't let Joel Embiid see Jimmy Butler and uh, Miami Heat do Miami Heat things, which is wreck shot. The playoffs will be great. The playing will be sensational. And I can't wait for it. This has proved me wrong. And yet again, for the umpteenth time, I've proved y'all wrong.
Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on a show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out.